0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of your Monday Mail podcast. This week, I was so honored to have Claire Dong from Claire Created. And we had such an amazing time indeed. Um, We spoke about sustainable eating, healthy eating habits, how we can manage our eating habits in order to live a more Um, eco-friendly lifestyle, um, eating disorder recovery, red flags of an eating disorder and so much more. It really helped me realize a lot of things and a lot of habits that I could potentially incorporate into my lifestyle. She was such an amazing person to talk to, so inspirational and I have been following her for quite some time and she's just such a bright and encouraging person to talk to. Um, I had an amazing time with her. So really hope you like this week's episode, presenting to you my interview with Claire Created. Hi, everyone, welcome back to another episode of your Monday Mail podcast. I'm Ahana, and today I'm joined with a guest. Please welcome Claire Dong from Claire Created. I'm so excited to have you over. So before we get into the juicy content of this week's episode, tell me a little bit about yourself and who you are and your Instagram account.
1: Yeah, so um, my name is Claire. Thank you for the introduction. Um, I started my account right when COVID hit in the U.S. Um, As soon as we were quarantined, in my account because I truly love cooking and I also wanted to incorporate obviously some recovery-based content and food content and I thought that Instagram would be like the perfect platform to share it.
0: That's amazing and what inspired you to start one? Um, it was a lot of
1: factors. I think in the beginning it was me trying to like hold myself um, accountable almost and to like make sure that I was staying on track with like recovery, with the progress I was making. And um, after a while, like I got really into it. Like I started off just like doing it for fun, but like after a few months, I realized that wow, like I genuinely really love spreading positivity, spreading recovery content, spreading like food freedom like to all the different people in like my Instagram account. And my Instagram account also started growing, which was like incredible to see. And it really made me happy because I was doing something that I really loved um, and I was like touching other people and um, I'm just so glad that I, like it worked out. I'm so like like happy of where my account is now.
0: I'm, I'm truly happy that I got to follow you because the kind of content that you post and your recipes of course, they're so amazing. And actually also the, the ones where you go in depth and serious about your recovery they're really inspiring and motivating for your audience so I'm really glad that you've taken this decision to start your Instagram account because you're inspiring so many people around the world. Thank you so much oh my gosh. (laughs) And who inspired you? Was it someone else who inspired you to start baking or cooking as a passion or was it just something that sparked within you? Yeah, so that's actually a really good question. Um, I think
1: like my love for cooking and baking honestly came from like my parents. Like I was raised, um, like my parents like cooked like every single meal. Like my sister loved baking, and we would always like do like bake long sessions together on the weekends. Um, and like food was just a huge part of like the culture, like my Chinese culture it was just a huge part of me growing up. So I always like grew up knowing like how to cook, and um, I like started an Instagram for it because my sister actually has like a food Instagram also, and I thought it'd be fun, and I'm really glad
0: that I did it because here we are. That that's cool. I feel like with Asian households, it's so typical typical for a person to know to cook from a very young age. Like it's quite similar for even me. I live in an Indian household, and I've been taught to cook since the age of. I think 10 or 11. So it's pretty natural for us to know how to cook and bake at a young age.
1: Yes, definitely.
0: Yeah. So how do you find a balance between your successful food page and staying up to date on school and school assignments? (laughs) Gosh, honestly,
1: like I am just figuring out as I go at this point, like when I started my account, I had no idea that I would like get as many followers as I would like, now, um, and right now, I'm a junior in high school in the U.S., and, like, to all U.S. people listening, like, they know it's, like, a very stressful time. It's, like, the year where, like, you want to get good grades if you want to get into, like, a nice university or college, um, so it's definitely just, like, really been a big struggle because I, um, I hold myself to, like, really high academic standards, um, and I also do, like, a lot of sports and extracurriculars so balancing my food page along with that is like really difficult but the main thing is just like time management like um one of my favorite things to do is like during the school day like I make a list of like everything I need to do which is I go home go to practice like make a recipe maybe like spend some time editing like post um and like work on homework for the rest of the night and that find that's been really really helpful
0: does it ever affect your mental health negatively? Like, do you ever find yourself getting burnt out?
1: Well, I um I like think about that a lot. Like I'm like always like aware of like knowing like my limits and like not pushing myself too far because I know how scary burnout can be. And I've seen it firsthand on so many people, like that I go to school with. Um, and it genuinely really is a scary thing. And um right now honestly like I think of like my food page Claire created as just like a big hobby of mine so it doesn't stress me out at all and I like know that if I need to I can always like take a step back from it because I know that it's like not my priority right now like my priority right now is to like be in school and get good grades Mm -hmm. like be good. um and that's why like I'm not trying to take Claire created too seriously because it's like I feel like if I um make it too serious like I'm not going to enjoy like making content creating recipes like posting recovery content anymore
0: absolutely I love this I just loved it so you have you have been open about being discovered being diagnosed with an eating disorder earlier on your Instagram page what would be your advice to someone who wishes to recover from an eating disorder
1: yeah so personally for me it was really really difficult because Um like as I was talking about before, like the culture that I grew up in, like food was just such a big part of my life. Um, and my mom would always like make food and so my parents, and it was just like such it was just like something that they just were not used to at all. The fact that like I had like a struggle from disorder eating. Um and that's why I kept it hidden for so long. Like I kept it a secret because I didn't want to like embarrass my parents or I didn't want to like um, be like burdensome to them. But I think the first thing that I would recommend is to seek help, seek support, even if it's like not from your parents, if you can talk to like a school counselor or like um, like an adult that you trust or even like some friends that you trust. Like I think that just speaking to someone helped like just helped me talk out like how I felt and that helped me like so much and then from there like um I was never like hospitalized I was never sent to like residential treatment but that doesn't make like my disorder eating any less valid um and like after that like I think I began to really like it was really funny actually like the moment I like put it towards like I actually talked with my friends about it it like And made it real and then I realized that that was like why I needed to recover and like I needed to recover because um like I was talking through with my friends and it was like if I like don't recover now then like um it really just helped me see like how harmful like my eating habits like my just like my general habits like during that period of my life was well, um and I found that just like really helpful so always always talk to someone even if it's like not your parents like siblings counselors I found that so helpful
0: thank you so much for sharing about this I truly appreciate it um I feel like it's so um this the fact that we have like this when someone has an eating disorder it's Always important to talk about it because we won't know how bad it is until and unless we open up about it. Because according to us, it will always be at not a very um aggressive stage. It will always be at a very low level. And I feel like once we talk about our eating disorders and be more open about it, that's when we'll realize that we actually do need help. Yeah. So thank you so much for sharing about your experience. Uh, what in your opinion could be a few potential red flags of an eating disorder um
1: i guess like the early warning signs of like an eating disorder is probably um like parental like influence like i notice that like where i live now like there's a lot of just parents siblings promoting a lot of like new diets or like fad diets that just are like ridiculous. Like I literally laugh at some of like the diet content that I see, um, and some of them are just really harmful. And being exposed to that at just like such a young age really, really impacts, like, um, how like your relationship with food, um, and like now like, just growing up with social media, like social media like played a huge role in like triggering my insecurities on like how I looked, like how I ate, um, and I think that like being a young girl and to all the young girls that are growing up in like this new age of social media, um, it's really hard to not be like constantly comparing yourself to the people that you see on the internet. And, uh, but it's just like also really important to be worried that like that's not real life, like Instagram, um, magazines. It's all just like a highlight reel and like no one actually really looks like that in real life.
0: Um, yeah. Yeah. I think separating your Instagram from your reality, that's quite important to understand. Do you feel like your cultural background affected your eating habits or kind of stimulated your um, eating disorder? Um, That's actually a really good question.
1: So obviously, like I grew up like loving food, like I, I like was never a picky eater, like I just ate whatever made me happy, you know, like I was Um, I also did, like, a lot of sports, like, I was, um, I was, like, thriving as a kid, but I'm honestly, like, when I think about it, I think that, like, my personal eating disorder also came just, like, from, um, like, my personality, like, I tend to be, like, a huge, like, control freak, Um, and I'm also just, like, a huge perfectionist, and I feel like, um, like, my eating disorder was also just me like a manifestation of like my need to gain control over like certain parts of my life because I couldn't control everything that was happening around me and um that's also like a very common cause of eating disorders in people um but like that's why it's really important to like talk to people and what you were saying like the early warning signs are like red flags um it's just like I guess for me it was I began to like isolate myself from people. Like, I, I was a huge extrovert. Like, I loved partying and loved hanging out with my friends. I had huge social circles. But the moment that I like began to fall into a hole of like disordered habits, like, I began to isolate myself from my friends and then from my family, um, even from like my sister, who I was just so close with. And it was at that moment I was like, the eating disorder isn't even about me anymore, it's like impacting my life, it's impacting not only like me, but it's impacting my relationships with people, Um, and that's like a big realization, because then you see like how truly like impactful it is, and how harmful it is.
0: I can actually relate to what you said about being a perfectionist, and gaining control over your life, because I have noticed these trends and tendencies in me, and I feel like Although many people admire us for being perfectionists and um, you know someone who likes control over their life, I feel like it also negatively impacts when we take it to another, a very extreme level. And you also talk a lot about um, eating sustainably on your um, Instagram page. I've been following that for quite some time. Um, you prefer to eat a primarily plant-based diet. Um, Could you explain a little more about what a plant-based diet is?
1: Oh my gosh, I love talking about this. Um, So yeah, I try to eat primarily plant-based because um, it's like I, last year I was able to get like a lot of research done on like how um, much like our eating habits like affect our um, planet and in recent years, like climate change has, um, it's just become like a lot more prevalent in like our modern day debates about like, um, how like our climate, like how our environment should be treated, like what we should do. Um, And there's also been like a lot of news about it, like the Green New Deal, which is coming up, which is hopefully like something to look forward to. And um, basically like a plant-based diet, The reason that a lot of people go for plant-based diets is because um, it's meat and like red meat production, poultry production, it makes up like almost 85% of like, um, it uses up almost 85% of like all the fresh water that is like available to us, which is just so many resources that can be used and like redirected to other things Um, and Just like red meat consumption and dairy consumption, it's just really horribly impacts our environment, which is why I personally chose to eat primarily plant based. Um, and I did actually I worked on a project last year where we made a website. Um, and this website basically dug into the details of plant based eating, like what it's like, how to transition to a more plant based diet. Um, we also explored like different plant based diets, like. Veganism, like vegetarianism, um, pescatarianism, like there's a bunch of different diets. And um, I think it's also just really important to stress the fact that, like, you don't have to go vegan to be like helping the environment. You don't have to go from like, yeah, like you don't have to do anything drastic because most of the time, if you're going to make do like some intense change in like your life, like in your eating habits, like it's not going to be sustainable. You're not going to be able to sustain it for the long run. And um, making just small changes in your diet like meatless Mondays or like cooking more home cold meals instead of going out for like food every night um, that makes a more big of like a difference than you would realize.
0: If it's okay with you I would love to um, mention the link in my um, yeah of course oh, podcast yeah. description so that other it can reach out to other people as well And about the vegetarianism, in our culture, in Indian, um, in our nation, we have a lot of cultures that actually historically support the vegetarian um, diet. So we have a lot of um, um, sections of society who are strictly vegetarian because of their ancestors, ancestral history. So I think a lot of it also has to come from our background, why we are vegetarians. I am personally a vegetarian by choice. Um, And that's a different story. But um, a lot of cultural um, sections in our society, at least in Indian culture, we support and promote the vegetarian culture. not necessarily veganism, because we still do consume a lot of dairy products and it's a major part of our diet. But I feel like um, we do cut out on a lot of meat when needed. But for someone who is a complete layman to all of this... um, what would be your suggestions to someone who is a complete stranger to these terms in order to incorporate sustainable he- eating habits in their lifestyle?
1: Yeah, so first thing I would do, research, 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 like researching different diets, like different ways to make changes is so, so important. And it just like overall being educated on like why you're choosing to be plant-based is super important as well. Um, So step one, I would just say to everyone, research. Um, Step two, as I was saying before, like don't do anything like crazy. Like don't hop from like eating meat for dinner every night to like not eating meat at all. Like that's not sustainable. Um, And I think like I would like to someone that's like starting off like trying to eat more plant-based like I would suggest to them like try to maybe remake some of your favorite like animal-based dishes like nowadays we live in a time where there's so many vegan products like we have vegan meat we have vegan like furs like literally everything that you can eat now can be veganized and that's um just like so cool to have like access to that and um, it is pricier than, like, regular meat, but it's, like, there are also just long-term, like, if you're eating a very whole foods, um, plant-based, like, diet, it's actually a lot cheaper than, like, eating a lot of meat or, um, like, fish products or dairy products, because the main source, I guess, like, of protein for vegans would be, like, sea-in, beans, um, tofu, lentils, nuts, and, um, yeah. And so like, I would tell that person, like, just make small changes, like meatless Mondays, like that's huge where I am. Like a lot of families get together and they cook like plant-based meals for like a meatless Monday dinner. Um, I would also just do your research, make sure that you're just on top of like, make sure that you cook your meals, make sure you just eat your vegetables, you know, like drink your water. Um, and I think that's really
0: important. Love this. So what would um the difference be between having a restrictive diet and having a primarily based, um, food-based, a uh, primarily plant-based diet?
1: Okay, yeah, this is really interesting. I you're talking about like a restricted diet, like disordered eating and like versus like actually going plant-based, like mm-hmm. for the environment. Yeah. Um, that's actually really interesting. So um a lot of, that's why like a lot of people are against like veganism. Um, I know there's a lot of like, if you know, like Abby Sharp, she's like this famous. Yeah. Like, Absolutely, yeah. yes. And she talks about the reason that she personally can't go vegan is because, you know, she struggled with orthorexia for a big part of her life. And um, she cut out animal products, not because she was doing it for the environment and not because she was like an animal rights like advocate. Kid. it was because she thought it was a way to like restrict your diet even more and I think that's like really dangerous and um there's like a very fine line between going vegan you know for like the environment for animal advocacy like for your health versus like just a way to restrict yourself even more um and for me when I was recovering like I did the same thing like at the height of like my disorder eating with, like, I thought that like, I decided to go vegan, which was not like the good idea. Like I thought I was doing it because um I it would benefit the planet, but like deep down, I knew that it was just a way that I could distribute food even more and that made me feel comfortable in my disorder eating. Um, But then when I actually like got into recovery, like I began to eat a lot more like animal based products. Like I incorporated dairy, grains like me into my diet more um and I later like after I was like incorporating it and after I was in a good place with like my eating habits like I realized that I genuinely still did want to eat more primarily plant-based um just for the sake of like environment um and because I naturally lean towards like these foods but I had to just like make It's like really important to have that conversation with yourself, especially if you're struggling with like, sort of eating, or like if you have a past history with eating struggles. To make sure that, um, you deciding to be more plant based is from a good place and not a restrictive mindset. Actually, really good point. I agree. Absolutely agree.
0: And yeah. how can we be more aware and conscious of the foods we consume? And by conscious, I mean ethically conscious. Yeah. Um.
1: Honestly, like, I think it's my big, like, my mindset around, like, conscious eating, like, sustainable eating, just, like, centers around, like, simplicity. Like, you don't do, like, anything crazy, but it's, like, when I can, I avoid, like, using plastic, like, I'm going to go out to eat or if I'm like at a fasting place like I'm not going to grab a, a bunch of like plastic, works, plastic knives like I would try my best to bring my own like utensils and whenever I go out like I always bring my own water bottle it's like just to reduce the amount of like waste that I use like as much as possible food wise because um it's like actually really weird to think about how much like food waste like the average American like creates in like a day. Um, so I like try to be super conscious of that. And like when I can, I try to recycle like our food cardboard boxes, like food packaging. Um, but it's also really important to like whenever I eat me, I always like try to make sure that it's like ethically um, sustainably sourced. And nowadays, like it's really easy to like figure that out. Like if you just talk to like, your meat company or something or your egg company um and you like talk to them about like how uh the products are like created then you can learn a lot about how if it's like sustainable or not if it's not sustainable um and then you can just like work from there but I guess just like to anyone that's looking to be more like ethically environmentally conscious just do your research. Um, try to cut back on the waste that you're creating and just like be more thoughtful about, and just be more like thoughtful and mindful about like decisions that you make when you eat when you're eating.
0: That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, do you believe that diet culture can easily manipulate one's food decisions?
1: Oh yeah, yeah, 100%. Um with diet culture too it's just like constantly changing like every week there seems to be like this new thing like fasting or like dieting or like um, <laughs> um and there's just always so much going on and that's like really overwhelming um and like I remember like when I was younger like I was so susceptible to like these different like things that like diet culture is telling us like one day it was like Oh, don't eat fruit. It's bad for you. It's too much sugar. But then the next day, it's like, oh, like fruit fiber is so good for you. Like, go, like, I don't know if you guys know, like, freely. said, <laughs> okay. Yeah, what,
0: she's what, what?
1: Who? Oh, you guys don't know freely? Oh my gosh.
0: Who, uh, um, who is she?
1: Okay, so she's this YouTuber. Oh my gosh. I can't. Okay. Yeah, honestly, it's for the better if you guys don't know about her. How she's do you
0: pronounce? YouTuber. What's her name?
1: Freely? F R E E
0: Okay oh, no, I never heard oh.
1: She calls herself the frugivore. Um she's a fruitarian which means that she only eats fruits and, like vegetables um and like nothing else in her diet yeah. And like I used to watch her videos and she'd be like yeah for breakfast drink like 20 bananas a day and like what?
0: Yeah. Really? Oh,
1: yeah. She's so she that. Had- so she's like yeah for breakfast make a 20 banana like shake for lunch like eat like dates with um vegetables or something and she's like very low fat also and like she gained like a huge platform back in like early 2010 which is just like really scary to think about because it's like
0: it's crazy how
1: yeah she has um and, like, I also don't think, like, women realize how dangerous it is for them to be eating, like, a low-fat diet. And especially, like, for women in general, because women need, like, a certain body fat to be able to, like, have regular, like, functions, like, keep a regular menstrual cycle or, like, have good hormones or be able to have, like, a child in the future. Um, so, like, okay, back to what I was saying. Sorry, I, like, went off on a tangent but like there was like freely, freely right. And then there were people that were like, oh, like go keto. Um, and then there were all sorts of people that were like, oh, like food's good for you, fruits bad for you. And there's just, that's just like why diet culture just like isn't reliable. It's just constantly changing it. And diet culture is an in- industry that's literally made to profit off of insecurities of people. Um, which is why the beauty standards are constantly changing. Which is why the diets are constantly changing. So no one can keep up with them. And when no one can keep up with them, they're all gonna try to like look like this idealized person that diet culture is in, trying to tell you to look like or eat the way that diet culture wants you to eat. Um, and that's how like they profit off of you. And like for me, like coming to terms that like diet culture is literally made for us like they want us to be insecure they want young men young women to like be insecure on how they look on like how they feel um because that's what they make money off of which is just like really messed up like if we think about it but you know what can we do
0: I absolutely loved how you responded to this because um it's so accurate when you said that diet culture the the industry keeps changing their preferences and their focus every five to 10 years, like the beauty standards keep changing. And it's just, it's just a very dynamic industry, which is thriving on our insecurities. And the fact that we have so many young children falling into this trap, it's just so uh, deeply upsetting, because it's, they're at a very vulnerable stage where they need a lot of nutrition and they need a lot of food inside of their body because they're growing individuals and the fact that diet um, diets actually deprive them of that it's truly a very upsetting scenario over there and also for women I feel like we do need a lot more fats and iron um, dense foods because we menstruate and because of our menstruations we lose out on a lot of blood so for that reasons we do need a lot of high and dense foods and we diet culture actually tells us to consume the opposite of that which is totally bizarre and nuts so i am definitely 100 percent on with whatever you said about um, diet culture manipulating our food decisions Uh, please suggest a few ways to call out the disordered eating habits in oneself. How can we identify that we are behaving in a certain disordered eating manner? Um,
1: Yeah, so that's, for me, what I had to do was I had to like just sit down with myself and um, realize that you know i first had to come to terms that like yes okay so i was struggling with disordered eating um and i was struggling really badly and it was impacting me almost all aspects of my life um and then second like i had to research um it's really interesting because social media was like the thing that like basically sent me into like this deep dark hole of like disorder like my eating disorder of like bad like habits um but Also, like, finding people on the internet, like, just, like, influencers, like, positive, body positive, food positive influencers was also so helpful, Um, which is why it's, like, the internet can be, like, a good and bad thing. Like, if you fall on the wrong side of the internet, like, it's not good, but there's also so many good people on the internet that are, like, so helpful. Um, And being able to find, like, the good people on the internet, like, that actually helped me, like, a lot finding people um, on Instagram when I started my Instagram account that were so food and body positive and had such positive talk around like just like this general aspect of the life that was just such a positive like environment for me to recover in and by looking at like what they were promoting and then I was almost able to recognize like the habits that I kept doing that I and then like, it made me realize how disordered they were because um, like, that's not what regular like eating habits should like, be like. Um, and I guess like, I also, I thought about, like, I thought back to my younger self, if that makes sense. Like, would my younger self like eat like this? Like, would my younger self be like doing these habits? Um, and it's like, no, like they wouldn't like young Claire like wouldn't really care like young Claire would do her best to like eat her fruits and vegetables but she would also got her pizza with her parents every like Friday night um go out with friends you know um and that was just like super helpful like whenever I was like doubting myself I'd be like okay well I didn't do this when I was younger and when I was younger I had like the best relationship with myself and like food so I probably shouldn't be there now you do that now, mom. And honestly, like if you're questioning it, if you're questioning, if it's like a disordered habit, it probably is. Um, So yeah, that's also just like a good rule of thumb to
0: behind. The the analogy of um, reconnecting with your younger self, that's so important because as we grow old, as we grow older, we kind of lose our um, touch with our younger self and kind of reconnecting with that aspect and you know trying to understand would i have made those choices in the past it really helps us to get a wider perspective yeah um what it's a it's kind of oh and also i just wanted to say you spoke about finding inspiring um pages on instagram your page has truly truly inspired me to heal my relationship towards food because um, I kind of find found your page when I was struggling a bit with food and fitness as well. And your page was just a reminder of how you can enjoy food and have a healthy relationship with it and um, exercise. So thank you so much. Honestly, because... <laughs>
1: now personally I find it so hard to like tie in recovery content my food because now like whenever I do recovery content like no one like like no one likes it and it's just like okay like I guess people only want me for my recipes
0: (laughs) that 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 is kind of true though I mean your recipes are just delicious I I did try your muffins I think I sent it to you I did um, tell you um, I forgot they were like those blender muffins I tried them out and they were so good
1: oh my gosh I love my muffins I'm obsessed
0: with making muffins I'm gonna make uh, them again
1: oh you should I love muffins um but yeah like I honestly yeah like honestly you tell me like how do I incorporate more recovery content to my account without like scaring people off <laughs> you
0: know? I think it's more about um just posting whatever you find is necessary at the time, it's like, by the end of the day, it's your account. So whatever you wish to upload, it's a matter of your choice. And you shouldn't actually think about what the audience requires, because as long as you want to get across your message, as long as you want to put across more awareness regarding eating disorders and ED recovery, that's what matters right and you are inspiring a lot of people out there you are doing a really good job so I think what really matters is your intention behind it and yeah
1: yeah no that's so true I remember like back when I started my account I was so afraid to like speak out like mm-hmm. about about disorder eating because like people from my school like my siblings fall on my account and that was just like so scary to do but I'm like I'm so glad that I spoke about it because like being able to reach people like you like that genuinely like makes me really really happy and like very glad that I started my page.
0: That's a really brave thing to do and I'm so glad you did but um, just knowing that you know you got this I mean don't feel anxious about what other people will think because it's your account and I feel like even I have this kind of anxiety when it comes to uploading um a lot of vulnerable stuff on my podcast because I always have this feeling that what are other people going to think of me if I say this particular aspect if I reveal this particular aspect of my life but at the same time I have to remind myself that there are people out there who probably want to hear that kind of um you know, experience who want that motivation to get on with their own recovery or start healing their relationship towards themselves. And I need or I could be that person who um, you know, instigates that sort of motivation within them. Yeah. Um,
1: and it honestly, like I don't know what I was like so afraid of like in the beginning, because like now that like I'm finally talking about it, like it's not bad at all. Like I'm not getting made fun of. Like I don't know what I was so afraid of in the first place I'm just like so glad that I did it because um like I love it and like the people that I've met on Instagram it's just such a welcoming community
0: like, I love it absolutely oh here's a little different question what would you prefer more sweet or savory
1: oh this is a really good question I don't it know is, actually. I know like Sometimes like I can literally go a whole day just eating sweet things and like all the perfectly fine. Like I would eat like sweet for breakfast and then sweet, and then sweet for dinner and then dessert. Like I could so do that. But also like I love savory things and like I feel like a lot of Chinese food, which is like what I grew up with, is like mostly savory. Um so honestly, I don't know. Like, I used to be, like, this huge, like, sweet person, but now I'm realizing just, like, how versatile, like, savory foods are. So, honestly, I might have to go with savory. Like, for now, though. Like, don't hold me okay. to it for like. I okay.
0: <laughs> Same. I feel like even my, I was quite a sweet, I had a sweet tooth when I was younger. But now that I'm, you know, exploring a lot of other foods, I am kind of tilting towards the savory side. But, I mean, we have oats. And I love oats. Oh, my God.
1: Oh my gosh, I love a good ball morning.
0: Like I, I followed you and also Trace's oats, and you guys have just completely hooked me on to oats and like it's not even funny the amount of oats I, I can consume in a day. My parents are actually concerned.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, I love Trace. He's he's such like a good person. I would he's actually awesome.
0: love to have him over my podcast sometime, hopefully in the future. Let's see
1: yeah no he's such a food positive body positive like oatmeal account it's yeah absolutely He's probably like actually one of my closest friends in the community which is like really cool um but yeah like that's like yeah I honestly love the community like the people that I've met like they're all so positive um compared to like when I go to school and like there are girls in my grade like talking about like the newest fad diet they're Mm -hmm. hopping on I'm like okay y'all. (laughs) like go to school with like the people i meet on instagram because they're so like positive and welcoming
0: that would be so good yes could you imagine and finally any advice to someone who wishes to heal their mindset towards food and fitness
1: that's honestly i feel like that's that's something that's like different for everyone but I think you got to go into recovery with the mindset that you're actually going to commit to healing because if you don't like you're not going to heal like I remember like in the beginning I just tried to like yes recovery because I was like okay like I'll just like sort of recover but like I don't actually want to do it and that didn't get me anywhere like if you're gonna recover like actually put a 100% of your effort into it because if not then you're it's like it's not gonna happen you're never gonna fully recover um and taking that leap like to just dive into like recovery and like healing your relationship with food um it's scary like it's so scary it's probably like the scariest thing I've ever done but um being in like that cycle of like your eating disorder is just so much worse Mm -hmm. um So I guess that's like the biggest thing I would say, go into it with the mindset that you're actually gonna commit to recovery that you actually wanna get better because if not, like there's no point in doing anything else. Um, Second, I would really, really recommend like getting support system, like have someone to talk to, like have a talk to a counselor, talk to a parent, have like a group of people you can talk to like whenever you're struggling Um, and Three is to not get so caught up in like having a perfectly linear recovery. Like everyone's recovery is so different. Like there's no um, points in recovery that like you have to mark. Like some people experience extreme hunger while some people don't. Like everyone's like recovery journey is so, so different. And it's really important to not get caught up in that. and I also think it's really important to just like not compare yourself to other people, um, which is just really, really hard to do. But like, if you're recovering and you're surrounded by a group of people and you're constantly comparing what you eat to what they eat or like your the, your the quantity of food you eat versus their quantity, like that's just really dangerous because you're in recovery, they're not, like your body needs are gonna be a lot different than theirs um and it's really hard it's really hard to like remind yourself that and like not get like caught up and like stuff like not compare yourself to like what other people but um it's really important um and that's it yeah I guess that's like my four main points but <laughs> what about you what do you think
0: I think well, also knowing that um you should do this for your future self because you don't want to be 30 years and still have an unhealthy relationship with food and fitness you don't want to pass that on to your family members or your children if you ever wish to have any and you know just by the end of the day it's a matter of respecting yourself I think you know knowing that um healing your relationship towards food and fitness is also a matter of respecting yourself and your boundaries and knowing that you're getting in touch with your true self because this person who's engaged in disorder eating habits is just someone who's um, entrenched in like diet culture shit and it's not healthy but um, you know just by the end of the day it's it's all about Knowing who you are and doing this for yourself more than anyone else. Because unless yeah. you truly want to recover, you can't do anything else. And you can't recover for your parents, you can't recover for anyone else. It's just for yourself and yourself alone. Yeah.
1: Um, and that brings up a really good point. Like when you're, you know, like 90 years old on your deathbed with like your grandkids and your kids, if you choose to have them like they're not going to remember you on like how you looked or like what you ate like they're going to remember you like on your personality um and that's and like the memories and like memories are going to be always just so much more valuable than like how you look or what you eat
0: Um, exactly it's so important to know that um it's it's not our, it's not only our physical appearance that wa- that's what matters, it's also our personality, our behavior, how we act towards others, that's all also that has an impression on others. Yeah, definitely.
1: Um, yeah, and then, oh, and back to, like, like, recovery, like, one of, like, the hardest parts of my recovery, I think, was just, like, you know, like, a changing body, like, my body would change from like my eating disorder and that was probably one of like the most like mentally challenging parts of like recovery is that like my body's going to change um and I'm just and like I'm gonna have to get used to that but like one of the big things that helped me do that is that like if the weight that my body gains like your recovery like how my body changes um that's what, like, my body needs to be at. Like, that's what my body needs to look like and be healthy. That's yes, what my body needs to be like healthy and have all, like, its functions. And that was, like, huge for me also. Um, and, like, I read this quote that was, like, if you're constantly restricting yourself and, like, just in a really bad place with yourself mentally um, and with food to get your, like, ideal body, like, that's not your ideal body. Like, your ideal body is a place where, um you have a balance between like the foods that you eat and exercise and you're not restricting yourself um like that's where your like ideal body I guess is like supposed to be and that was huge for
0: me that's that's so true I feel like we put just so much value on a certain body type or a body standard that if we that if anyone who's um, not in that who doesn't fit in that sort of um, closet we just kind of tease them or mock them and just if we I think also another upsetting part about this is that if we gain weight like it's a natural part of our life gaining weight is very natural and the fact that diet culture has made it an unnatural phenomenon It's kind of frustrating because as young children, as adolescents, we cannot expect ourselves to fit into our college clothes once we're 20, 25. We can't expect ourselves to be in the same size as we were a few years ago. Our bodies are dynamic and it is continuously going to be changing. And the fact that, and the earlier that we realize that, the healthier it will be for us. And also like what you said about, you know, being on your deathbed, your, your grandchildren, your children... You know, people who truly love you, they're not going to care about your weight or your um, you know, the fact that you didn't have pizza or cake on your 17th birthday. They want to look at your personality and truly appreciate you for who you were and who you are. No, definitely that's huge.
1: Um like I yeah, no, that's like and I remember like I used to compare like my body to like how it looked like when I was in middle school. And I was like, wait, Claire, hold on. You're literally in high school. You are a solid four inches than you were, like four inches taller than you were in like high school. Like that makes no sense. Why are you comparing how you look now to how you look when you were like in like, not even like a teenager even when you were in your adolescence. Um. And, like, that's also just, like, really important. It's, like, there's, like, this whole idea of, like, being weight restored to, like, a certain weight. And that's why I, like, I hate the idea, of like, I hate that. Like, I hate, like, a weight restoration or, like, the weight that you're supposed to be at. Because it's, like, there's no set weight that, like, you want to be at. Your body's constantly changing. You're constantly growing. You're const- your body's, like, constantly maturing for, like, a young person. Um. And your body's just like always gonna change. That's like part of life. So there is no set way you're supposed
0: to be at. Exactly. Is there anything else you would like to share with my audience? Anything?
1: No, I think like it was really, really great like talking to me about this. Like, um, yeah, no, I like love this. This is such like a good convo about it. Yeah, which like I just <laughs> like. I, I was, like people were always just like this open to talk about like the food struggles because um you just like really really positive for like other people but it was really great talking to you
0: about it Same here. thank you so much for coming over on this podcast i was truly honored to have you i'm i'm still fangirling because i mean i have claire from claire created oh by the way where can my audience find you on instagram or on any other social media
1: I'm Claire Created everywhere. I'm Claire Created on Instagram. I'm Claire Created on TikTok. Um, yeah, that's, I'm only on Instagram and TikTok.
0: But I'm Claire please, Created. please go check her out now. She has an amazing um, Instagram page and she posts amazing and delicious recipes. Do check them out and do try them out. Um, yeah, I think that's it. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for coming over. I'm truly honored to have you. I'm so excited that we could finally get to recording this episode. I was really looking forward to it, truly. Thank you so much. Okay. Well, Hope you have a good day. You too. Thank you. Bye. <laughs>